Hey, podcast family, welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio, and I'm thrilled to share today's episode with you. We're doing a bit of a double feature here. I'm pulling from God's empowering presence on Brilliant TV. This is along the theme of empowering grace that we've been on for the last few episodes and will continue for a couple more. But I'm also including at the end something that Graham shares in this teaching. He talks about Becoming the Beloved Track One, which is one of Graham's much-loved soaking albums. These two go hand-in-hand beautifully. So you're going to hear some great teaching and thoughts from Graham on the subject of grace and empowering presence. And go right into some receiving and soaking an encounter with the Lord and His heart and where the Lord will be speaking truths over you to really help this settle in and become your experience with Him. In this particular episode, Graham talks about grace as the force that empowers us to stay and abide in God, and as the force that enables us to perceive things from a higher perspective. He continues in discussing how, as we're upgraded from simply believing to actually abiding, grace becomes our ever-present teacher, proactively working to empower us to exert authority over our enemy situations and our lives. And this same grace is what crowns us with the mind of Christ so that in all things we're freed from a worldly perspective and granted the very eyes (laughs) and wisdom of heaven. Don't you want that? Part of the journey in Jesus is learning to see and think in all things the way that he does. And beloved, as I'm sure you've tasted in part, life gets so much more rich and beautiful, lovely, hopeful, and something to be looked forward to with anticipation of the goodness of God when we settle in to the way that Jesus sees and thinks about our lives and in our lives. So I bless you today that this would be an encouragement. It would increase your steadfastness, that you would feel viscerally the closeness that you already have with the Lord. His nearness to you, which is a given if you believe in Christ Jesus. (laughs) You're part of God's family. It's a given that you are close to him, beloved. You are perfectly, wonderfully close to him. Nothing can separate you from his love. And how close you feel to him on the most wonderful day you've had in God is exactly how close he actually is, even if you feel distant separated, you feel disconnected or just distracted. He doesn't depart. He promised to never leave us or forsake us. So be encouraged with that today. Enjoy the truth of your nearness, but enjoy the intentional connecting with him, remembering him, speaking to him, thanking him, listening to him, receiving from him. The beautiful dialogue and two-way intimacy and connection that is this life with our Heavenly Father. I bless you in Jesus' name. Go forth, enjoy this, receive from the soaking, and we'll see you again next week. If you've listened much to Brilliant TV or any of our teaching here, you've no doubt heard us talk about the key truth of abiding in our new man life with God. All of our life as a new creation is based on abiding. We're not visiting the presence of God anymore. We're living in it because God is now living in us. 
In John 15, 9, Jesus said, As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. Isn't that amazing? That God's love for Jesus is our starting point for grace. The Father initiated the work of putting us into Christ. And we received that gift. And now, we're discovering the empowering grace to stay in that safe, confident, powerful place of habitation. In Christ is where he placed us. Through grace, it's where God designed all of our learning to occur and all of our life to be lived in that space. When people have yet to upgrade from believing to abiding, they react to the truth with gladness and then strive to apply it. <laughs> they believe that it's true, but they employ their own initiative to establish it. Abiding occurs when believing becomes knowing and knowing becomes confidence. Think about it. When you were first saved, you had to actively believe that Jesus was Lord. But now, you don't get up every day and have to remind yourself of that. You don't believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You know that he is your Lord and Savior. And you live daily in that truth because of what you've learned, both in experience and knowledge. It's solid and it's unshakable. That's what abiding feels like. All revelation and encounter must be followed by relationally partnering with God and with His grace so that all your learning is converted into living. And in that process, grace is meant to be our teacher. Grace teaches and empowers us to stay in the truth and not get pulled out of it when circumstances want to challenge God's true nature. I think grace is proactive. It's not a teacher waiting to instruct and comfort you only when you get it wrong. Grace is working to empower you with authority over the enemy and over yourself before the challenges of life even arrive. Beloved, you're either going to be powerfully trained by grace in the beauty and glory of your life as God's beloved, or you're going to be ruled by the taskmaster of difficult circumstances or poor histories that try to define you. Which classroom do you want to be in? The one where grace is the teacher or the one where your own efforts strive to get you somewhere? Grace tells you that you're already in what God has provided for you. That means in grace, you learn from the provision, not towards it. In performance, you walk from what you feel you don't have, and you strive to attain what is already yours in Christ. When you're not living in the truth, but merely visiting it from time to time, you're prone to using your circumstances as evidence that something is missing or lacking in grace. 
I've lost count of the number of people who've come to me over the years and said, well, if all that's true, then why is this happening? And they proceed to recount some difficulty that they're in. They seem most challenged by the power and abundance of grace when the real trouble comes in trying to navigate life without it. The fullness of grace is not a difficulty. Living without it is. I want to partner with Jesus and let empowering grace be in charge of all my training. I want to become rich in grace so that I am empowered to not just discover but also to remain in every new territory that Jesus and I explore together. I'm looking for grace and favor to lead the way, not just act as a safety net for my mistakes. God wants all your learning to occur in the place where you abide with him. Then he can partner with you in your process. He can smooth out all the rough places so that life in him becomes the place of your greatest delight. The Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit understood that their abundance would challenge our experience of legalistic limitations. They're quite familiar with the enemy's tactics that are as old as the Garden of Eden. Our adversary seeks to lure us out of our safe shelter of abiding by questioning. Did God really say that? Is that really true? When we remain safely and confidently connected to Jesus in a place of relationship, partnership and ownership, we know that the answers to that question is, yeah, God has really said, yes, these really are his kind intentions towards me. We become healthy and confident when we've been trained and empowered by grace. We may not understand everything that's happening around us, but we know that we're safer in the territory of God's never-changing kind intentions towards us than we are in the harsh realm of worldly logic and striving. Beloved, you can't go to a higher place in God without becoming rich in grace because you're going to need new revelations and new experiences of grace just to stay there. God gives his grace lavishly. Therefore, we're learning to be lavish in our receiving. He has committed himself unchangingly to be your partner. Receive his partnership gladly and learn to stay there. Allow grace to be the most beautiful teacher you've ever had as you learn the beauty and the glory of becoming God's beloved. So as you continue to meditate on this devotion today, we've included the first track from my devotional soaking, Becoming the Beloved, so that you can continue to think deeply about the empowering grace available to stay and remain in who God sees you to truly be. My Beloved,
has the capacity to see what I see. When your heart is engaged with mine, your view of life and circumstances can rise above your situations. The kingdom is filled with my vision and my perception. To become the beloved, you must see yourself as I see you. You are the beloved because of who I am, not because of what you see about yourself. It is my perception of you that must occupy your affection, my appraisal of you that must gladden your heart. You are accepted in the beloved Son, therefore, you are my beloved child. Rest in my acceptance of you and my affection for you. My beloved has my fullest attention. All the intention of my heart is joyfully lavished upon you. I have a huge heart of affection towards you. My love never ceases and never fails towards you. My love is not based upon your performance as the beloved. It is based on the sacrifice of my beloved son. He alone is the propitiation for your sin and your restoration. I place you in him so that all the love I have for him may now rest joyfully in you. I completely understand every struggle that you have and every weakness that you fear about yourself. In my great love for you, I have set aside a place in my beloved for you to enjoy and know my fullest affection. Again, let me say to you, rest in my love. I love you as I love Jesus. Abide in this place of my deepest affection. When I look at you, I do not see anything wrong or negative about you. I took everything that could ever be leveled against you, every sin, accusation, and even the smallest amount of sin, and I placed it on Christ and nailed it to a tree. I have dealt with sin once and for all in this world. The next time I deal with sin will be on Judgment Day, after the world has ended.
Until then, I am dealing with your righteousness in Christ. I have placed you in him so that his purity and holiness can now become you as you learn to live in him. He is my beloved son. Now that you are in him and he is in you, you also are the beloved. Therefore, when I look at you, I see him first. I see you through the lens of Jesus. By my doing, you are in Christ, the beloved of heaven. He is made your wisdom and your righteousness. In him you are set apart and consecrated. You are fully redeemed and learning to walk in the fullness of all that Christ is in you. When I look at you, I do not see what is wrong with you. I see what is missing from your experience of the Christ. I am fully committed to you becoming the beloved. That means I am always upgrading your experience in relationship with Jesus. You are growing up into all things in him with my blessing and approval. In Christ, I give you all the things that you lack in yourself. As the beloved, you inherit all that he is and all that he can do.